The I Am Independent podcast with Loretta and Bianca. Stories, advice and discussions to resource, encourage and support independent music artists. Hi, welcome to the I Am Independent podcast with um, Loretta and Bianca. Today we are talking about um, health and well-being in the independent artist space. It's something that, you know, as independent artists, we it falls on us to kind of take care of ourselves. There isn't really someone else that's going to be, you know, checking up on us, making sure that we're healthy on the inside and we're, you know, not falling into, um, you know, a depressed place or a sad place or, a, or we're not overworking ourselves. We have to make sure that we are healthy for the long haul. So we wanted to kind of talk around that today. Um, we, we are talking about, you know, some of the things that are most difficult for us on the journey. We're going to touch on mental health and how to handle criticism and rejection and you're going to hear some other voices as well along the way so we hope that this episode is helpful and it's something that you can keep coming back to um, along your journey the most difficult thing about being an independent music artist is that you have to do everything on your own Um, You have to make all your own decisions and you may not have all the knowledge that you need or the experience. You have to do things for the first time on your own a lot. And it's great, but it's also really difficult. Trying to um, organise a tour as an independent artist. Tooting your own horn, like self-promotion, it's, you know, it's like kind of telling a guy named John to check me out because I'm the man rather than, hey, listen to my friend, you know, he's good, chances are he'll check out my friend because it's, you know, word of mouth. And that's the hardest thing because I guess being independent, um, you're forced to be a go-getter. And a part of that has to, you know, you know, you show confidence and be like, check me out, I'm, I'm, I'm worthy of your time. The thing that I find most difficult about being an independent artist is someone giving me a helping hand over that glass ceiling because I feel that if you're independent you've got amazing tools which are open to you and if you work really really hard you can get to a certain level but there comes a time where you want something to catapult you above that level Um, and I guess that's the thing that I've struggled with the most. Um, What I find most difficult about being an independent artist is the financial element of it. Um, Everything I do costs money, Um, obviously I want to pay my musicians and anyone around me um, making videos costs money and everything like that so not having financial support um, and having to constantly make money in order to fuel my craft which then takes away from the time to create um, I find it yeah, very difficult. The idea that I'm still not sure that I qualify as one that that constant self-doubt of am I is, is this okay? I'm... Probably exhaustion is hard it's really hard and a lot of the times you have to be everything. You have to be the person who, who signs off on something. If, if something isn't right, you can't just pass it on to someone else. You have to deal with it yourself and, and you have to figure out what's wrong, which is difficult. Sometimes it's difficult to, to decipher what it is about what you're hearing that you don't like and what it is that you want to change.
lots of independent artists there talking about some of the things they find difficult in terms of being independent and being an artist and found it quite interesting that nobody specifically men- mentioned mental health yeah. or well-being and yet you know re- very recent research and it's almost kind of become trendy to talk yeah, about mental health is, is. but actually I'm really grateful that this conversation has started because finally the unique mental health pressures on artists and those in the music industry are being identified mm. because the whole point is I guess they're not obvious nobody goes into this profession thinking you know if you were going to be a doctor or a teacher you'd think some stress yeah, is going to come in this job yeah but mainly we think it's going to be glamorous or exciting, yeah. things like touring, how yeah, exciting. Yeah. That can be one of the things that's yeah. the biggest strain on your mental health. So I'm, I'm glad that we're having this discussion today yeah. um, because we can think about the money being our most difficult thing, but not anticipate the effect that being an independent artist can have on our mental health. Yeah, and I think, you know, social media is has helped in recent years to um, be a place where you can see some of the um, effects of being an artist you know the the tr- struggles and other people's struggles kind of being brought to sort of the wider um audience attention um so i think at, maybe before it might have been more hidden or it might have been something that you wouldn't have been able to see sort of the outworkings of it until maybe it's really bad or too late but um thankfully yeah, the, yeah, the social media helping you're right, because people would often, you know, the kind of sex, drugs and rock and roll and, oh, yeah, everyone's an addict or a drunk. Yeah. And they might think, oh, that comes with the industry. But actually, those things were often an effect of somebody struggling with their mental health, like a co- coping mechanism. Mm, right. So rather than just being, oh, that's what people do who are in the music industry. Yeah. Now it's being seen, well, why are people yeah. feeling the need to do that when they have their dream job, so right. to speak? And perhaps, I mean, do you think there's an element of artists as well thinking, this is the life I wanted like why am I struggling with this and find it difficult to admit because I think um as you say being an artist does seem quite quite glamorous I mean when you tell people yeah I'm a singer I'm a singer songwriter they're like it's like oh wow and and it, it does seem quite an exciting profession but as with anything on the ground there are two sides to that coin and it's much less glamorous like when I went on tour people were like oh my gosh you're going on tour but I'm like it was there was zero glamour <laughs> there was none it was just great to be on that stage and to share the music with all these people but everything around that wasn't glamorous and um imagine doing that for months and months and months like that would be hard mm. it would be great but it would be hard to do and I would definitely need to sort of self-regulate and put things in place to keep myself healthy mentally physically spiritually mm. you know I think the highs and lows is a big thing as well, like particularly for an independent artist, because you can literally one weekend be doing a headline show and okay, it might be a small one of 80 people, Mm. but you've sold out, you've put Mm. so much work in, people have come, you're on this high and the next morning you're at your nine to five. Right. And even you go on tour, because I had to, I actually thought ahead when I was on, because you hear about it a lot of people, you, you do something really amazing, put some music out, you go on a tour and then yeah, normal life hits you, like comes at you real quick. Um, for you, and you went on this tour alone. where yeah. you were looked after, you yeah, travelled around, and then you came back and you were a mum. Yeah, exactly. your, your kids don't care. That on the way back from the airport, like, okay, got to a food shop. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's true stories. Um, but I I kind of had to mentally prepare myself to go, okay, Bianca, you might, you might feel 
a bit on the downside this when you, the week after. And I actually didn't, which was weird. Okay. But I expected to, and I thought, okay, allow yourself to feel those feelings. It doesn't mean that, you know, what am I doing with my life? What's happening now? <laughs> it's just, you know, you're on a high and you're going to, you know, put things in place. But I was actually fine, but I did think ahead. And I, so and that I probably helped. helped my, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah I, I anticipated um, feeling that low you know and and it happens all the time actually you know you put some music out and it's you know it doesn't go as expected or it does but then yeah life comes at you quick it's yeah. not you're not always in that place you know and how do we manage that mm. well but, talking yeah. therapies are a great thing i think that the yeah. whole many mental health health campaigns have that strap line time to talk you know yeah. encouraging talking mm-hmm. so that's what today is all about having a conversation as long as we're talking about this we're we're beginning to look at solutions i'm so excited that there are, are bodies and organizations yeah. that are now addressing this things like music support mm-hmm. which will make sure we we uh, have the details in our, our links as well help musicians uk have mm-hmm. put lots of work into health and well-being as well and people are beginning to study the effects specifically on musicians as well i have a listen to natasha hendry here who is has recently qualified as um, a psychologist but also specialising in music as well. She's got some really helpful tips for us. Hi, I'm Natasha Andrews. I've been working in the music industry for over 20 years um, as a performing singer myself and also as a vocal coach. Um, more recently, I run a local community choir And I've also got an active interest in um, mental health issues for artists and people in the creative industries. I'm studying a psychology degree and hope to do some research and offer some support for artists in that field. Mental health is something that will actually affect one in four of us, but there is evidence to show that musicians and those working in the creative arts are um, particularly susceptible to psychological issues. Um, One study that was carried out by a fantastic charity called Help Musicians found that 60% of musicians reported having suffered from some kind of psychological distress or disorder. 71% of those cited touring as an issue and that's something that's going to um, affect every artist from day one whether you're out there and well known or starting out on your journey so it's something to be addressed. There's also been substantial evidence to show that within the music industry compared with the general workforce there are extra pressures and again musicians are more susceptible to psychological issues. One study um, done in Norway in 2015 compared musicians to a general workforce and found that 18% of musicians reported of suffering from some kind of psychological distress. That was compared with only 8% in the general workforce. So there's clearly an extra pressure here and um, therefore I would say an extra need for support. And it's often an area that's really overlooked and I'd love to see the industry coming together to support artists in this really important area. We can often think that a lot of the pressures and issues that surround musicians can be just specific to the pop genre. We think of sex, drugs and rock and roll. And of course there are issues of addiction and substance misuse that are created within the industry, but it's not specific towards pop. 
Again, a study done in Norway in 2015 separated genres and different types of instruments, including vocalists, in their study, and they found that it wasn't specific to one genre. In fact, there was a lot of evidence to show within the classic, classical and orchestral industry, there are some high amounts of anxiety and stress being suffered. And that could be very much down to the um, hours and hours of practice that are involved, perhaps more so with classical musicians, um, the continuing pressure to perform very consistently night after night, and the competitiveness as well with lead roles. So this is something that isn't only for one genre, but um, mental health and anxiety, depression, stress, all of these vulnerabilities um, really go across the music spectrum. The main thing to know is that there is help out there. There does seem to be a reluctance for musicians to come forward and seek help. And although it is few and on the uprise, it is, it is out there. There's a brilliant UK charity called Help Musicians that offers support from anything financial um, to things that are um, related to mental health. And another really good UK charity called Music Support are out there offering free and highly subsidised advice for people. Their website is musicsupport.org and they also have a 24-hour, seven days a week helpline that anyone can just pick up the phone and ask for help. I think a lot of the triggers for um, mental health vulnerabilities for artists are surrounded in the environment that you're in that makes it very unique to a lot of other work situations. There's displacement from home, there's often severe sleep deprivation, um, there's an incredible amount of loneliness being on the road and not having those people that you would normally turn to for support around you. There's a lot of financial and otherwise instability, not knowing how your day is going to go. And you can really feel that other friends and families from your former life before you started working as a musician have very different pressures um, than you do and it can be quite hard to relate sometimes. I think key things are picking up on early triggers to realising that there's help out there and not ignoring situations. Um, the nature of the environment that you're in as a musician can mean that often things do get to crisis point and very severe before anybody steps in. But try to recognise that um, help is needed as early on as possible. And at this point I would call out to managers, fellow musicians, um, family, labels, people supporting musicians to also take the responsibility to look out for musicians and step in. It might be you that needs to press pause and say you need to take a break. Lots of um, artists are scared that it will be the end of their career or that they will be stopping at a vital point when something's just around the corner. There's no price on your health and that should come first and looking after that will ensure that you will then start to be able to continue to deliver your gift to people. That was so interesting. It's, um, we don't look, think that, you know, touring and all these things will have an effect but it does and it's also interesting to see the effect on different genres you know and mm. sometimes the pressure um of a genre like what a certain genre of music needs yes um can really have an effect on your um, well-being and how do we release that pressure how do we release that tension how do we talk about it and not feel like you know maybe because i'm talking about it i am not up to 
what it takes mm. to walk this road because we are we just need yeah to make sure that we're cool i think the isolation mm. aspect of being a musician anyway but being an independent musician mm. um and just making sure you've got people around you that even if they're not themselves working in music but understand the pressures you're on and who you just feel that you can be really honest with about the parts that you're struggling mm. is going to go some way to making you feel um supported and helped really isn't it yeah and it's also you know um finding people you can trust and who you know truly has your best interests at heart and yeah. sometimes sadly you know independent artistry can be a bit of a competitive sport where you can feel like the person who is your peer peer is actually your competition Mm. and they can make maybe if you don't feel that way that they they maybe feel that way towards you so if you go and seek help from them or support that actually the support they give can maybe be unhealthy criticism that actually that it brings you down further than rather than raising you up so um what's the difference between criticism and feedback like can you think of scenarios in your journey when something's been really helpful feedback even if it's something that's been difficult to hear Mm -hmm. and then another time when that's just straight criticism and been so unhelpful in fact it's it's done the opposite and has your view of that Mm. changed as you've grown as an artist well on on the negative side um there's somebody that I use I trust them so much in terms of I know they're going to be giving me the real tea um and they're not going to sugarcoat it and I also value their opinion even though they're not in music so I would play my music to them in its kind of demo form to kind of see what they think but actually I realized that they cannot hear the music in its demo form they ah, can't see the vision right um <clears throat> so they're constructive criticism which they would call it would actually make me really insecure about my music and not think it's any good because they're going to give it to me raw but they also but they're not they can't see the vision or they can't they they also don't know how to communicate to me in a way that actually helps me to carry on it makes me feel like oh I'm crap and I should give up when that's not what's in their heart so I know not to go I know not to go to them in its raw form or I know to ask them specifically for what the feedback I want from you I don't want all this other feedback or they'll give me feedback on a track but the the track's gone beyond the type of feedback they want to give me no no it's done I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get stuff on like maybe the sonically the mix or whatever and they're trying to tell me you should change that one said no no nothing is changeable at this point please (laughs) and now because it's not changeable does it mean that it is awful because do you know what I mean it's me knowing okay I can't go to this person they are not going to help me and knowing who to go to so it's almost like identifying perhaps even different people for different stages yeah um and those at the same time um, that can communicate in a way that you can hear it. Yes, yes. And it's obviously I need to not be too precious and, and all of those things, but you kind of got to know what's going to affect you really deep in your core. Um, yeah. And and if it is, then you might want to stay away. I know that I need to stay away from certain things and yeah. certain people at different points. It's not writing them off. Some people you do write off because mm-hmm. they just don't have your best interests at heart.
just a quick reminder that we have a growing library of really useful videos on our YouTube page, including interviews with artists and music industry insiders sharing their experience and expertise. Search IMR on YouTube or visit our website www.iamindependent.co.uk. So, um, Femi talks talked about this um, when we interviewed him, like learning what is like healthy criticism and what is what isn't. So, have a listen. Hi, my name is Femi Temowa. I am uh, an artist, a producer, uh, a musical director, and an educator. As an artist, you you often find along your journey that um, you meet people who will critique what you're doing. Now, the thing about criticism is that um, it's all good if the intentions are pure. But the intentions I found at growing up as an artist myself of the people who are critiquing your work or critiquing what you're doing creatively aren't always pure. So for me, I, I like to categorize it as, you know, kind of false criticism and true criticism. And it, you know, it speaks for itself. False criticism is where you find that someone is criticizing you in a way so as to almost put you down because maybe they feel insecure about something that they're doing. They're, they're not doing or doing, you know. And I think it's important as an artist to develop a, an almost a sixth sense of kind of figuring out exactly what someone is saying um, when they are criticizing your work and it's important to be able to be able to read between the lines um, true criticism might sound like you know something like I really love what you're doing um, I think that maybe uh, have you have you have you heard this person or have you heard um, this this work that that other person has done um, it might be something you might be interested in checking out. It could influence the way you decide to do this, that and the other. Whereas when someone kind of falsely criticizes you, they would, all, they would almost certainly attack things that are personal, you know. So when you hear someone being really personal um, in, their, in their kind of way of critiquing you, um, it's, it's, it's often, you know, it's, it's not something that you want to take on board because, you know, as artists, we are very kind of emotional beings and, you know, it's important to not allow those things to get to you and to hinder your creative spirit. I think that was really helpful, the way he distinguished between the two types, isn't it? Mm. Because sometimes we can think, oh, it's just me being oversensitive and, and feel really destroyed. Or there's other times when we need to admit I didn't like that, mm. but that is actually true. Yeah. And, and I think knowing that distinction, and that comes with maturity, but it also comes with, like we talked about, identifying people that we feel safe with, that yeah. we really can trust, mm-hmm. want our best interests at heart, and know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, and what he said about, you know, if if the criticism becomes personal, like if that person's kind of using this constructive criticism sort of shroud to actually attack you personally about things yeah. that they see in you, mm. you know, that they think that you should be fixing up on, um, that is not necessarily constructive and um, it's us being discerning enough to be able to um, protect ourselves in the kindest of ways um, from that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a big one. Criticism is always going to come up. And another one that is always, 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 many, many, many times going to come up for an independent artist is rejection. I think for any creative, this is a big one. You know, People always talk about 
you need to have a thick skin mm. if you're going to work. And I say creative industry because I know like for actors and actresses, it's the same thing going for audition after audition, being turned down and not taking that person that, well, I, I obviously mm. can't act. Um, it's it's kind of in a, in a different way um, with musicians, isn't it? Because music is so subjective. Yeah. What one person absolutely loves, another person, I can't stand that mm. person's voice or I don't get it. I don't understand why you love that. Mm. So sometimes if somebody doesn't like your music, it's just because you're not their cup of tea and that's Mm. fine, isn't it? But other times there will be times when you've put your best work in and perhaps somebody who's a music industry professional may reject it and that's harder to take, isn't it? It is harder to take. Um, I think, as you say, there has to be an acceptance that rejection is a part of of the process. You um, You know, imagine if you could make fans of the whole globe. I mean... Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> I think Beyonce might almost be there. Um, but for the rest of us, um, we we are not everybody's taste. And I think that has to be um, accepted by us. But then, you know, as you say, sometimes um, the rejection might be because we're not there yet in terms of there's, there's some work that we need to do. Yeah. And... Um, I think it's just being able to know yourself, you know, to know where you're at and just go and just leave your ego at the door and then see if this rejection is something that I should take as constructive criticism to improve myself. Mm. And and then it's like, you know what, so what? Like, you know, I'm not this person's cup of tea. Like, like I think also age helps you to go, it is fine. It is fine. I'm not going to let this like affect my core. I'm just going to move on. If I need to f- improve, that you know, I will. I did this gig and I put my best out, but actually, it wasn't set up. It wasn't a listening crowd, and the person who was hosting it didn't set it up and make sure that people were listening. So everyone was talking, and um, that feels like a rejection of me as an artist. But is it? Sure. Is it? Yeah. So asking those questions rather than straight away going to a place of taking it personally. Yeah. But I guess there's also going to be times when it's flat out rejection. Yeah. And it just hurts, doesn't it? Like nobody enjoys being rejected, do they? Mm. Um, How do we deal with that? Yeah. And I think, you know, Sheena, who we're going to hear from now, she speaks about that really, really helpfully. So, um, yeah, let's have a listen to her. Hi everyone, I'm Sheena Ladwa. I'm one of the directors of an artist development programme called Ultimate Artists. In music, I'd say it's inevitable that you'll be rejected. Um, You will go through experiences where you will feel like a failure because that's what we associate negative emotions with, a sense of failing. But what I want to say to you is that actually 10% of life is what happens to you and 90% is how you react to it. So we are not defined by what's happened to us. Actually, what we're defined is by how we do and what we do next, how we get over that sense of of rejection and failure. So I'll give you my own example. The first vocal coach that I had when I I just turned 18 basically told me that he could bring 100 singers and they'd all sing me under the table. But the good thing that I had was a great tone and that I could sell records. That became my fuel to prove him and anyone else that thought the same wrong. So what did I do? I worked my 
butt off. I trained every day, I put my own band together, I got my own shows, and three years later, that very same person asked me to open for one of his big shows as his support act. So if I can stand here and tell you that I did it, I sure as hell know that you guys can do it. Don't let people and what they're saying define your success. Success is what you make it. Some great words there from Sheena and as you can hear she's had so much experience and seasoned and it, it is unfortunately part and parcel um, but a, a real key is what can we learn and um, there's that phrase isn't there about rejection being redirection or something like that. Oh, yeah I haven't heard that one. Yeah. yeah rejection is not the end it's redir- redirection yeah. or something like and that. Yeah and how she used it you know you know the person rejected her because they didn't think that she was good enough at that time and you know she worked so hard she improved she was like mm, you're not going to tell me i i can't do this it almost fueled her didn't it, did. it? yeah so it rather did. than crushing her and making yeah. her give up it actually spurred her on and this is where we need to be because we haven't got like a little coach there you know <laughs> independent artist you know, wake up in the morning like personal trainer come on get up like crack on no we have to be that for ourselves so at the end of the day we have to like somehow absorb the rejection whether it's valid or not and let it be some sort of fuel for us Mm. to move forward to improve so that to prove them wrong it's not even to prove them wrong because i don't think that's always a good driving force but to like help us to be better how can i can how can i make this help me be better either i reject it and i can continue going on i don't let myself be stopped or i somehow find that as a motivation to improve some places so that nobody ever says that to me Mm. again and I think it's allowing yourself to feel upset. And you know what? As artists, sometimes some great songs can come out of it's some of so, our most difficult yeah. experiences to see see what can come out of it rather than, uh, you know, shine away with it, um, you know, write those feelings down, put them in, into a song, put them into a, a piece of art. But the important thing is to not give up um, and to persevere. And I think perhaps the, the best piece of advice and in, an ingredient or what's the word, trait that an independent artist needs is perseverance, isn't mm. it? Because reje- rejection is going to come. All of the things we've spoken about today are going to come. But you have to just keep on keeping on and believing, don't you? Yeah. And in terms of that, um, we're going to hear from Lanray now, who's just really wants to encourage us to stay consistent, which I guess a, lo- a whole load of perseverance is needed in order to stay consistent because it's easy to drop off. Let's have a listen. How I stay consistent in my career is I tell myself all the time, if you need a week off, if you need a month off, take it. But what you cannot do or what you cannot afford to do is just take time off forever and not do anything. So I try to be realistic about the targets that I set for myself. So I say I am going to try and play to a live audience once a month. Then I I stay consistent doing that. Yeah, that's such good advice, you know, and especially from a mental health perspective. Like, if we need to be kind to ourselves, let's do it. If we need to get the help that we need, let's do it. If we need to talk, let's do it. If we need to rest and sleep, let's do it. But let's not give up on ourselves, on our journey, um, on the music that we have to give. I think it's remembering that what we do is important, like the music that we make is important. Each of us independent artists have a different story to tell. Um, have a different vibe 
to present to the world, whether it's, you know, dance music, whether it's something more reflective, whether it's protest music, whether it's feel good, you know, we all we all come together and we we create a tapestry that the rest of the world can come and and enjoy for every season of their lives imagine if a whole section of that dropped out was like nah like i think we wouldn't we would all collectively be worse off for it so i think if we feel that we are not done on our journey then let's do what we need to do to stay healthy and to continue on until we feel like our work is complete if it ever is Mm so good well I hope uh, today has been an encouragement and uh, like Bianca said at the start hopefully this is an episode you can dip back into on those days when you're struggling because we all get them let's face it we're all feeling a bit low but just to point you in the direction if you're if you're really struggling and you don't have people around you to help uh, help Musicians UK do offer some great support for artists and in particular Music Support UK if you're struggling with uh, depression or addiction or some of those bigger mental health problems they have a free helpline we'll put it in our description description and uh, we'll put the website there as well so please just talk to somebody don't stay struggling there are people out there who want to help you and of course the I am independent communities here for you as well and don't forget to sign up to our mailing list where you'll receive a free 10-day guide especially designed to inspire and equip independent music artists with some really useful practical and inspirational resources Sign up at www.iamindependent.co.uk. For more great content from I Am Independent, find us on social media at We Are Independent Artists. Check out our Spotify playlist for new music from independent artists. Search We Love Independent Music. <laughs>